to Stuff I Heard. I am your host, Joshua Peak. Today is September the 8th. I don't know, still don't know why I keep telling you guys the date. Not like it's really going to matter. Uh, maybe that'll be like a running bit I do because it's just me. Um, but anyway, today's Saturday, September the 8th. Um, I got to do an interesting podcast with my mom this past week. And... Not a lot of people listen to it, and that's fine. I get that. Um, it's uh, it's interesting to go back and listen to for me. I mean, because, I mean, let's face it. Your parents kind of help mold who you are, and at a certain point you look back and you go, wow, I'm a culmination of of a lot of things, of, of the people that I come into contact with, of friends, of teachers, of... Um, television, movies, but at the root of it is who your parents are. So, you know, in a lot of ways, I am a lot like my dad and a lot like my mom, and, and you know, that's that's not a bad thing. Um, I feel extremely blessed. Uh, I got to talk to my dad today. He is, uh, <clears throat> I guess you'd say, retired and enjoying life uh, in retirement. And we talked about getting together pretty soon. So maybe when he comes to town, we can do a little podcasting with him too. That would be pretty cool. So I went back today and I was looking at like an old video. Um, I have talked many times about being on this keto diet. And I talked about how I knew exactly when I began it because I had just taken a trip to visit my dad and my brother. Uh, Both of them were in the upstate of South Carolina at the time. Uh, Dad is actually in Georgia, but it's near the upstate. Anyway, if you ever look at a map, it's it's in like a point. So, um, in that time, I made a video. If you look up on YouTube, there is a video that I made. um, I want to say it's at the end of April, first part of May. And I called it, This Is How It All Began. And I talk about how I got started with YouTube because of my dad and what happened along that way, um, how my dad got involved with YouTube. Um, if you don't know, my dad is on YouTube under the name R-P-E-E-K, which stands for Richard Peak. Uh, back then, we weren't cool and didn't think of cool nicknames. Um, nowadays, everybody's got some cool nickname, like that dude, uh, what's the real popular guy, PewDiePie? Yeah, he's real clever. Uh, good for him. Um, I didn't do that either. Uh, I used my name. So if you find me on YouTube, it's Joshua Peak. And you'll see my little silly face. Uh, But, you know, I got started because of Dad, and it's just grown from there. And I started this keto diet because I watched the video that I made with Dad, and I thought, wow, I really put on a lot of weight. You know, I knew that I'd put on weight. I knew that I was unhealthy. I knew that, that something was going wrong. Uh, I was having trouble at the time tying my shoes. I was out of breath tying my shoes. Um, whenever I would go to try on my my pants or my shorts for work or for home, I was always like, where's my elastic waistband ones because those are more comfortable. And, you know, you don't want to think that you're going to get to that point. You know, as, as an adult, you think that you're going to be fine. You just eat, you know, less and maybe work out a little bit maybe drink some more water, but you don't, 
Um, you tend to eat things that aren't great for you, and you tend to drink things that aren't great for you, and, you know, soda being one of the biggest things that are bad for you. Um, now that I'm on this keto diet, I'm learning a lot about sugar consumption and about carbs and about, you know, what it does in your body, about how it affects your hyperglycemic level and how your body has to produce a lot of insulin to try and balance it out in your bloodstream and how desperate your body tries to work against all of the sugar in your body to just regulate because it's not used to having all that sugar. And, you know, I got to looking today. I am 30 pounds lighter today, September 8th, than I was on May 1st. On May 1st, I weighed 258 pounds. Today, I'm 228. And, you know, I had to go back and look at that video, and I thought, I wonder if I can take you know, some screenshots and kind of show people what was going on at the time. This is me. I'm showing you the video. If you're not, if you're listening to this, you got to look at the YouTube in order to see this. This is me. Some screenshots. Look at that big belly. Golly. I look kind of like Chris Farley doing the sketch of fat man and a little coat, but I'm wearing a shirt that's supposed to fit me. This is a 2X shirt. And maybe it's because I got a giant stormtrooper on my shirt, but it looks like it's even bigger. Can you see that? It just makes me look bigger. And I saw that and I thought, I got to change. I got to do something. And that that weekend, I just happened to talk to my brother about the diet that he was on. I thought, wow, you really, you really look great. You've done a great job. and I'm proud of you. What did you do? And he's like, well, I'm eating bacon and cheese and butter and heavy cream my coffee and I'm like that's not supposed to help you lose weight what what are you doing he's like I cut out sugar and I cut out carbs I'm cut carbs back as low as possible and I thought well I mean what does that look like I mean what he goes if you want you can just eat what I eat this weekend and I can show you and it helped um when I came home I started talking to my wife about it she was not on board at the time but she has gotten on board since it always helps when your spouse gets on board with whatever crazy adventure thing it is that you're doing, especially when it's related to what you're eating at the house. Um, but, you know, she's gotten on board and she's lost a lot of weight. And, you know, I listened to this podcast called Keto from Normies. There's uh, Matt and Megan. They're they're very influential on this. And they had a guest on uh, one of their podcasts here not long ago where he talks about how your keto diet is not really a diet. It's not really, it isn't, it isn't. A diet is more of, you know, what you're going to eat. Um, it could be anything. It could be a bad diet. He said the, the idea of going keto shouldn't be about weight loss. It should be about regulating your insulin levels and lowering your insulin levels. He's like, you know, high levels of insulin are related to all sorts of bad things like renal failure, kidney failure, heart disease, heart failure, uh, brain fog, uh, amne- uh, 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 asthma, um, Alzheimer's, dementia. And I thought, there's a lot of sense to this. There's a, This makes a lot of sense. He said, you know, the weight loss is just a side effect of, of what you're doing. And if you keep with it, you probably will lose weight just because your body's not having to overwork to to process all that other stuff. And I had heard people talk about the magic pill on Netflix, and I went on Netflix and I watched it, and I was amazed. 
and immediately I started thinking about sugar as poison, and I attacked this diet as hard as I could, and I feel great. I mean, like I said, I'm this far into it. Um, I don't have any plans of going off the rails. Uh, The other day, I had a customer that I was working who gave me a sandwich to eat, and I was thankful and I went outside to the truck and I took the meat out of the bread and I just ate the meat and the cheese out of the, out of the sandwich. I didn't eat the bread at all. I threw the bread away. I had a customer a week ago give me a, uh, like a personal pan pizza like this big. And I was like, well, thank you. And I, I went out of the truck and I was like, I can't eat this. I want to eat it so bad because it smells good and it, it looked delicious. And pizza is one of my weaknesses. I love pizza. But I was like... I can't eat it for all these carbs. So I literally took all of the toppings off and just ate the toppings. Even though I know the marinara's probably got more carbs in it than I should have consumed, um, I figured that's still a lot healthier than eating the bread, which I really wanted to eat the bread. Um, But, you know, I came home and I talked to my wife about it, but I was like, I really want pizza. And she was like, let's just make that chicken breast pizza that we saw. And so I made a YouTube video about that. If you go on my YouTube videos, you can see one that's it's not very far back. Um, I think I call it homemade keto pizza. It was delicious. The, uh, the crust is made out of chicken breast, Parmesan cheese, and egg. And it's yummy. The sauce, if you look at sauces in, on the shelf where you go shop, Pizza sauces normally are pretty high in carbs uh, and sugar. They do have carbs and sugar. Um, the, one of the ones I used to use the most of was ragu, and I since learned that ragu is one of the highest in carbs and sugar. I did find a name brand, which which Matt and Mega recommend. It's called Rao, R-A-O, and there's only four grams of carbs in a half a cup serving. And it only takes about a half cup serving to, to have a full pizza, and it's delicious. Um... And honestly, if I'm making one of those, a half a pizza can fill me up. It's very filling. Um, I usually have like an avocado on the side that I'll cut up because avocado is also very filling and it gives you some more of those fats that your body is is craving. You know, if you're not on a hyperglycemic diet, if you're not consuming sugar and trying to process sugar and carbs, then your body craves fat more. Because it's burning fat more. It looks at fat as a fuel source. And it's like, hey, give me fuel. So you give it fuel. So, anywho, I came home and told her about that. We made the pizza, and it was delicious. And I satisfied my craving for wanting pizza. And I didn't I didn't crave it for a long time after that. But I was craving it then. Um, just like today. Today I went to Sam's this morning. And i knew i needed to get groceries and for the last few weeks we've been going to sam's and buying that three pack that they have of the ribeyes because ribeyes are high in fat and they're delicious of course um but i've been buying ribeyes and mushrooms and i've been cooking that and either we'll have just the ribeye and mushrooms or we'll do that with a salad um in which case we don't eat but maybe half the ribeye that we have and the rest of the ribeyes are left over now we can either eat the rest of the ribeyes the next day, or we end up cutting it up and I eat it for lunch for the next week. It's good fat meat, and it's delicious, and it fills me up, and I don't need much of it. I have a Tupperware dish that maybe holds four or five ounces, and I'll just cut some up in there and then put it in my bag. And, you know, when you put it in the fridge, all that fat hardens up, and it marbles. And then when you when you 
when I put it in my bag and I'm riding around in a truck all day and it gets really hot, all that fat kind of loosens up and melts a little bit and just becomes juicy again. So by the time I eat the meat, it's delicious. I know right now people are listening to me talk about juicy meat and they're like, ooh, gross. It's good, trust me. Um, I've been eating it for a while now and I haven't had any side effects. But back to the story. I went to Sam's this morning. I got, I bought the ribeyes. I bought the mushrooms. And I thought, you know, today is the first day that I want to watch college football. I didn't watch it at all last week because I, I didn't have anything to watch it on. And there was nothing really on that I wanted to see. So I didn't make any super efforts to, to watch it. But today, the Carolina Gamecocks were playing the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, I'm a big Carolina Gamecocks fan, thanks to a buddy of mine that I used to work with at... Coca-Cola. His name is Jay Darnell. Jay, if you're listening, hey buddy. Uh, Jay got me hooked on watching Carolina football, and I've been to a bunch of games since, and I enjoy it. I mean, they're our local college team. Uh, For us, that's in Columbia, and it's only about an hour away to get to a game. Pretty fun. Um, I'm not one of those fandom kind of people who's you know, if you cut me, I bleed whatever team it is. Some people are like that. Uh, Chase Hooks, if you're listening, I'm talking to you, buddy. Uh, Chase is a little obsessed with Clemson football. Um, and Clemson's the rival team in the state. They're up in the upstate. And I get that some people are all into their fandom of whatever team it is. But to me, that's silly. Um, there's never been a situation where you're a fan of a team and then, you know, for whatever reason, your life goes astray. That team is not going to come to your rescue. Um, they're they're an entertainment thing. They, I mean, honestly, if they're playing college ball, yes, it's athletes. And yes, they're, they're being challenged with other athletes of the similar level. And yes, they're trying to compete to play in the NFL. But if we're honest about it, the NFL is just entertainment. You know, even with the stink of, you know, the Colin Kaepernick Nike ad that's out, of everybody being for it or against it, he's still just an entertainer. And he's trying to make money off advertising, which is what he's done with Nike. He's making money with advertising. Me personally, um, I don't care for him and I don't care for Nike. And it didn't bother me when all this crap happened, other than the fact of I'm irritated for the fact that more people are, are making a living by doing nothing. He's doing nothing. He hasn't inspired anybody. I mean, I'm sure out there there's somebody like, oh, thank God he said something. Really? Did he really inspire you? Did he did he change anything in your life? You know, my mom and I talked about this a little bit, and I think that it was a good thing that he started a conversation <clears throat> that is not only happening in sports, but is happening amongst everybody in America. Anybody who's talking about this controversy is talking about this, and it needed to be discussed. There is there is way too much uh, police brutality, and a lot of it is centered towards the black men of America, and a lot of it is because police have poor training, and they sometimes hire people with really shitty attitudes towards one another. You know, whether we want to believe it or not, not everyone is kind to one another. Not everyone has the best intentions. And sometimes there's drugs involved, and sometimes there's malicious intent, and sometimes there's people with tiny penis envy, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. They have, they have little, little peepees, 
and so they they feel aggressive towards everybody because they want to just prove that they're a badass. And in reality, they're just they're they're just sad. So, you know, good for him for making some money with a company. But, you know, I thought, all right, here's these people like being so upset and saying, uh, you know, I'm gonna burn all my Nike stuff. And I thought about it for a second. I thought, I don't own anything with Nike on it. I have in the past. I've worn Nike stuff, sure. But, I don't know, maybe the thing about evolving into an adult is you start wearing clothing that you find to be comfortable. And you don't care what the label says. Right now, I'm wearing a t-shirt that has Boba Fett on it that I bought at Disney. Now, I'm a Boba Fett fan, but Boba Fett's a fictional character and is not going to do anything for me. But the shirt is really comfortable. It's one of those softy t-shirts. And it's really comfortable. And now that, especially now that I've lost weight, it's super comfortable. It's like loose on me. I've always liked loose-fitting clothing. Um, you know, but Boba Fett's not going to do a commercial for anything. It's a fictional, made-up thing that has to do with Star, Star Wars. You know. Now, I will tell you that I am excited about the possibility of them making a Boba Fett movie. Because to me, while the original three Star Wars that came out in the 70s and 80s were cool and everyone either bonded with Han Solo or, um, or Luke Skywalker or even Darth Vader, I don't know, for some reason I kind of bonded with Boba Fett and the fact that he was just sort of the, the silent badass in the corner who could pretty much do whatever he wanted to and no one could stop him. Um... He's sort of the wallflower, but also super dangerous. It's kind of like, um, what would be a good example? Um, hmm. Kind of like Yoda, in a way. I mean, if you think about it, Yoda's small, unassuming. You don't think that he's like a super awesome Jedi. And yet, they were able to capture in the prequels how awesome... Yoda was, and very unassuming, you don't know that what he's up to, you don't know that he's going to be like this lightsaber-wielding, kick-ass Jedi guy, but they were, they depicted it pretty well in the movie, I thought it was pretty awesome the way they showed it, um, and I think Boba Fett's going to be kind of like that too, I think Boba Fett, whenever they come up with a movie, you're going to see him be very resilient, and very tough, um, kind of like The Punisher. Has anybody watched The Punisher on Netflix? I, if you haven't, I highly recommend watching The Punisher on Netflix. Um, except that The Punisher just comes out right at your face and pummels you. I mean, you know. I don't know if any of those two, three things had anything to do with each other, but if you're still listening, great, thanks. Uh, <laughs> rambling. This is the rambling of a man doing this at late at night on a Saturday. Uh, I had plans to do a podcast today with somebody, those plans fell through, um, but I'm not going to let that stop me, I kind of made a commitment to myself that I was going to do this twice a week, so I wanted to stick with it. I do want to talk about the fact that I got to watch the Carolina Gamecocks play Georgia on my television. Now, before you guys freak out and think, yep, he's done it, he signed back up with DirecTV, or he signed up with one of those cable companies, nope, I didn't. And I didn't sign up for Hulu, and I didn't sign up for Sling, and I didn't sign up for any other service that I have to pay for. Um, 
Today's game was on CBS, and where I live in Florence, South Carolina, with every one of those services, including YouTube and Roku and Hulu and PlayStation View and all that stuff, none of them offer a local CBS channel. If I go online to all of those and I type in local channels, the only thing that comes up is our local Fox channel. That's it. And I enjoy watching SEC games. I'm spoiled. or I'm in the SEC. I mean, this is a southern, southeastern conference. We're in the southeast. Um, it's the game I prefer to watch. Now, with that being said, I'll watch anybody. Matter of fact, after I watched them play, I watched uh, Iowa and Iowa State play, which is pretty darn fun. Um, but I decided I wanted to watch the game, and I had done a lot of research, and I realized that we have we have television stations that are at Myrtle Beach and Columbia and Fayetteville area, and from where I'm at here, those are about 75 miles away in any direction, 75, 60 to 75 miles away in any direction. So I needed to get an antenna that would reach that far. Now, I looked online, and I noticed that there were some antennas that reached out to 150 miles. That's pretty awesome. 150 miles from where I'm at, I could probably pick up stuff in, in Augusta and maybe Greenville. I don't know, maybe. I haven't pointed it that way, but maybe I could. Um, anyway, I went to Walmart today and got looking on that back aisle with the televisions and stuff, and I was like, I bet I can find something. And sure enough, I found an antenna that said 150 miles HD quality. I'm like, cool. It looks neat. It's got weird little, um, little round things on this long thing that sticks out. And anyway, I'm making a video of it. Uh, I actually did a reveal video on YouTube about checking it out and hooking it up and got, getting it working and all of that fun stuff. I'm going to post that on YouTube, so if you want to see what that looks like and how to do it, then you can look at it there. Um, but I was able to watch the game tonight, and it was digital perfection. It looked great. It sounded great. It was it was great. Everything about it was great, except for the fact that Carolina Gamecocks lost. They looked, they looked not bad, but Georgia was just really good. I mean, you know, Georgia had a run for the national championship last year, and while they had a lot of players leave... They still retained a lot of players, including their quarterback, who's just gotten better. Um, this guy, Fromm, is incredible. And the whole team is just great. I mean, Georgia cranks out a good program, and this year was no different. Uh, we have a lot of talent on our teams, but we had some poor execution today. I say we. I wasn't invited to be part of this. South Carolina had poor execution today. The crowd was into it. The crowd was loud. The crowd was, was having fun. And, you know, I, I follow several people that I went to high school with on Instagram and Facebook, and they were all posting pictures of being there at the game and, you know, getting to see different players that had come back to watch the game. Um, a girl I went to school with, Leslie Yeomans, she was there, and she took a picture with Alshon Jeffrey. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I think she bumped into, uh, or either her or somebody else bumped into Lawrence Taylor, uh, recently and had a picture with them. I was like, oh, that's so cool, man. I was a big Lawrence Taylor fan when I was a kid uh, until he got busted for uh, drug use, a lot of a lot of drug use. Anyway, um, but it was fun to watch the game here at my house. I hadn't, 
I was worried about that. When I got away from DirecTV and I took up that dish, college football was the one thing. I was like, man, I'm really going to miss college football. But maybe by then I could figure out something. Maybe by then somebody will get their act together and they'll offer a service where I can watch these channels locally. Now, I know right now there's people out there that are like, wait, what about Spectrum? They're local. They're, they're like Time Warner Cable, don't you? Yeah, yeah, sure. You're right. I could have signed up for cable again. But then you signed up for a two-year contract that you can't get out of. And then they just go up on your rates, on your rates whenever they want. Because they're like, what are you going to do? You got no other choice. We're the only provider. I had to fight them tooth and nail to get away from them before just so I could keep internet and not the cable. Right now, they're our only decent internet provider here in Florence, South Carolina. I keep hearing commercials for fiber optics coming to the area, and I'm like, all right, so when are you coming? I mean, you know, I know different areas have like AT&T and WOW and Google Fiber Optics and Verizon. They call it Fios. Um, you know, if any of those come to this area, that's great. I mean, because then they, they have to compete with each other for pricing because they want you as a customer. So your rates kind of go down and you get better internet. Now, if that comes here, yay. Um, but that's still, I'm not going to subscribe to like a dual plan of cable and internet because they don't want you to do just cable and internet. They want you to sign up for cable, internet, and phone. I don't want a phone. I don't need a phone. I have a phone. I have a cell phone. It's great. Works fine. It, this is this is a supercomputer in my hand right here. It does everything I want it to do. It can make all my phone calls. I can block calls. I don't have to listen to it ring randomly on a wall whenever telemarketers want to sell me something. This one does ring when I don't want it to. Um, but that's what this little mute button's for right here. And weirdly enough, I get a lot of telemarketer calls. I don't know about you guys, but I wish there was a way to block them. I've gone to those block websites, and none of them work. I think they're actually phishing websites. When they say, sign up here for this block website, and it will help you. I think when you do that, they go, all right, here, here's the guy. Here's the sucker that signed up. You guys call him. It gets so annoying. I mean, there are times where I get five, up to five phone calls from the same numbers over and over, and I have to block them. I have to, I have to answer the phone to find out if for sure they're a fake phone number, and then I have to block them. Now, I had one recently, the rudest people, lady, I should say, the rudest lady in the world, 843, I'm going to give you her phone number, 1-843-773-2673, lady trying to sell me something, called me eight times in a row on my phone, eight times in a, I mean, just ring, 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 hang up, ring, 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 hang up, ring, ring, I'm like, what, is there an emergency? Hi, sir, I represent so-and-so. I'm trying to tell you. I was like, I'm not interested. Why would you call me over and over again? I thought it was an emergency. I thought you were like one of my kids or my wife or something or the hospital. Whatever you're selling, I wouldn't want to buy it anyway now that you've harassed me. Please stop calling me. And I hung up. And as I hung up, I was trying to block her. And she kept calling me over and over and over. And I was like, really? Are you kidding me? So... If you want to give her a call and, and just find out what her deal is, maybe you can give her some, some beat down. I guarantee you the Florence part isn't really a Florence part. Probably not even in Florence. It's probably some random generator thing that comes from someplace in Russia or India or something like that. Some little farm uh, phone scam thing where they're all like in little pods. You know, what a jerk.
But anyway, enough about that person. Um, I'm still amazed that, that this thing is working. I'm still amazed that you guys are tuning in. Uh, I got a message from One Lonely Farmer on YouTube, and I tried to write him back. And he sent me his email address, and I tried to write him, and it did not go through. It says, cannot be sent. Not a known email address. So, I don't know. I went back and reread it to see if I had punched it in right, and I did. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I should copy and paste what he wrote, and then I can put it in the address line. And I did that, and it still didn't work. So I wrote him back, and I said, hey, still trying to get in touch with you. Um, if you're listening, buddy, um, I'd still like to get together with you and discuss some things and um, see what's going on in your world besides your new baby and how awesome that is. Um, let me reset my camera here for a second. I know if you're listening to this, you're like, why does he keep saying that? Whenever, whenever I'm filming and I get to around 28 minutes, I try to mentally think, okay, let me reset this camera. There's something about this. I'm, I'm filming on a Canon EOS Rebel T7i, and whenever it gets near 30 minutes, it shuts itself off. Or like it, it stops recording. I don't know if it's a memory card issue of it can only record so much at a time, or if it's a battery thing. It's not a battery thing, because like I've recorded a couple of hours worth on this thing before and it's it's fine as far as the battery. It has to be something to do with a memory card or something to do with the settings. I guess I should probably find the book and read the book. Um but like this one does the same thing. This this Canon G seven X Mark II, this does the same thing. Right at about thirty minutes it shuts itself off. I've got a GoPro camera that does it for about twelve minutes. And then it shuts itself. It's like, no, nah, I'm done. That's all the video I got right now. And you have to, like, hit it to record it again. So, like, if you're recording something that takes a while and you walk away from it and you think you're you're all good, you look back at it and it's off, you're like, really? Why would you stop? Like, I wanted to show you all of this, you know. I do have the ability to edit this and kind of, you know, fast forward and take stuff out. and But whatever. It is what it is. Um... I want to talk a little bit about this hurricane we got coming up. There is a hurricane headed our way. If you watch the news, there is a hurricane called Florence, ironically, because I live in Florence, South Carolina. This hurricane Florence is headed our way, and it's getting stronger, and it's looking like it's heading right for us. Now, to be fair, it's still four or five days away, um... But all of the National Weather Service people are like, yeah, there's really nothing to slow it down, and if anything, it's going to get stronger. And as of tonight, their best prediction is that it's going to be a Category 4 when it hits our coast. Now, the last time we got hit by Category 4 was back in 1989 when Hurricane Hugo hit. I was 15 years old at the time, and it was so violent that when it got to us in Florence, now, again, we're 75 miles away from the coast. When it got to us, I remember I remember that I slept through it, weirdly enough. Well, I was a teenager at the time, so, you know, I guess you tend to sleep a lot when you're growing. But I slept through it, woke up, we had no power. We had at the time, a house with 30-something pine trees, and when I got up, 
I think a good 20 of them had fallen over because we had three tornadoes go around our house, miss our house, and every tree that fell hit nothing important. My mom was an ER nurse at the time. This is back before she went to college to further her education. Um, she was an ER nurse, and she needed to go to work. And my stepdad had a chainsaw, and we had a pickup truck. And he physically had to chainsaw her a path out of the driveway because we had trees across our driveway blocking vehicles. It didn't hit a single vehicle. didn't hit the house. We cut a path out of our driveway, and we went with her all the way to all the major roads so that she could get to the hospital to help people out in the, in the emergency room. And cleanup took a very long time for our little town here. Um, like I said, that was back in 1989. And if anybody was here during that time, it left an impression. It, it did a lot of damage. So, we're keeping an eye on this one, especially since everybody's saying that it's not going to slow down, it's not going to change course, and it looks like it's just getting stronger. When Hugo hit Charleston, Charleston was kind of the, the focal point of where it hit. When it hit Charleston, there was large sections of Charleston where basically wind just took the city and went... I mean, granted, the old parts downtown made it somewhat. Um, Folly Beach was destroyed. Um, there's pictures of boats all in roads and in buildings and buildings completely flattened. I mean, it was devastating. And if these things are four, I'm nervous here. Um, you guys might remember... We had Hurricane Matthew a few years ago that, that skirted the coast and kind of came up the coast. and It caused a lot of wind damage here, and I'd recorded. Um, I was trying to, trying to make as many videos as possible at the time out on each hour, making another video and posting it to give you guys updates. And I actually had it on film, trees falling down. When it was all said and done, trees had fallen on my neighbor's yard, on their house. Uh, we had shingles blow off the house. That was where I made my video about the flex seal because we had water leaking in our roof, or in, in, into our roof. Shingles were gone, 70 plus mile an hour winds outside. I sprayed flex seal in the house and it stopped the rain from coming in. Um, you know, we didn't have a generator then. And that's when I decided okay, I'm buying a generator. As soon as this storm is over and everything's fine. I'm getting one because next time I want to have one. And I have one now. We got one in the garage. So I'm prepared as far as that goes. Um, but if this thing moves from a four to a five, uh, it may be time to evacu <coughs> evacuate. Because I don't want to try and withstand a, hur a hurricane category five hitting us. Um, that's that's pretty awful. That's, that's like, uh, that's sort of like God having a sandbox and going, yeah, I'm done with all this and just, just wiping it out. Just, um, wind and water damage, picking up things and throwing it, picking up houses and throwing them. I mean, it's, 
it's pretty devastating. So, yeah, um, we're going to keep an eye on that. Uh, from what they say, it should be off our coast Wednesday-ish, Wednesday evening-ish, Thursday-ish, um, like Thursday 2 a.m., it, it, they're showing a lot of activity. Wednesday night, they're showing activity of, of wind bands and rain bands hitting the coast. So, you know, for work, I don't know what's going to happen at work. Um, I don't know. We're going to see what we can do, and if we have to make a decision, we'll make a decision. So pray for everybody in this path. Um, hopefully everything will be fine. And I'll keep doing these as, as much as I can. Um you know, if something happens adversely, I'll talk about it on here, I'm sure. So tune in next week to find out more information. <laughs> I'll I'll probably do one next Wednesday and, and talk about it, or Tuesday night and talk about it. I don't know when, but um, there'll be more. So uh, thank you to everybody who's listening. Thank you to everybody who's paid attention and writing reviews and sending me feedback and uh, all that fun stuff and you know just continue to do that i appreciate it um this gets a little better every time right i know i'm getting more comfortable doing it so somewhere in here the true voice is going to come out and you know it'll be like a conversation it'll be like a like hanging out with your buddy i am your buddy in a way (laughs) so everybody take care Thank you for listening, and uh, be good to one another. Bye now.